Hello, I'm Justin Belgorini, CEO and founder of Live to Perform, and you're listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. Today's episode is titled, The $168 Per Month Dog. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. As artists, we work years, decades, sometimes our entire lives honing our craft, trying to become masters. And yet it's all for moments, for a great audition, for a great performance, for a great run in a show. But what happens in between those moments? We are doing battle every single day with ourselves and with the industry and with all the things going on in our lives. But the real question is, how do we prepare our minds, our spirits, our bodies, and our business sense to do battle and to win on the battlefield of our artistry? The Warrior Artist Podcast answers those questions and a whole lot more. I'm Justin Belguarini, and you're listening to The Warrior Artist Podcast. So I was in the drive-thru at my local pharmacy and I was picking up some medication for my dog. I have a beautiful German Shepherd Husky mix. He has this gorgeous um, white and orange and brown, beautiful coat. He has two different colored eyes and he is the sweetest, smartest dog that I have ever met and my family and I are very blessed to have him in our lives. But a few months back, he started acting erratically and like, this is a dog who literally, you know, you just talk to him and he knows exactly what you're saying and he, he does it or he'll come over or whatever it is you ask him to do <laughs> within reason, he'll do. And this dog literally stood in my living room looked at me and peed on the carpet while he was looking at me. And he's never done anything like this before. And then I would come down some mornings early and he would have gone to the bathroom all over the rug and the floor. And we're just like, what is going on? This is crazy. And then his back legs started acting strange. Well, long story short, we took him to the vet and the vet said, your dog has diabetes. (laughs) And Uh, It's just like, what, really? Okay. Oh, my wife and I were just like, all all right, because we're already parents to a three, five, I'm sorry, three, five, five, seven, and a 13-year-old, which is uh, enough for anyone's plate, you know, really. And now we have a dog that has diabetes. But hey, look, that's just the way uh, the cookie crumbles. And we're going to take care of our pet. And we're going to take care of our fourth child. You know, our our furry fourth child. So I'm in line. And my wife usually uh, goes and gets his medication. He has uh, insulin, which we have to inject into him uh, after every single meal that he has. So I'm in line, I'm in the car, and I go to the window and I pick up this insulin and... The lady says to me, that'll be $168 or $67. And I said, wait, 
what? And even the even the lady at the window was like, yeah, this is going to be kind of expensive. Is that okay with you if, if this is $168? And I just wanted to say to her, no, no, it's not okay if it's $168. But this is, you know, my dog. What, what am I going to do? Like, no, sorry, I'm just going to let him die of diabetes. Of course not. So I pay it. And I think to myself, oh my goodness. And I go home and I, I talk to my wife and she's like, yeah, yeah, I've been going and been paying this every single month. And I was just blown away that this is what we were spending on top of dog food, on top of vet appointments. I mean, having a pet is just as expensive, almost as expensive as having a child. But then when I started to really think about it and to examine my feelings, I was like, you know what? That $168 a month is keeping my sweet furry child alive keeping him happy and healthy because I can't can't begin to tell you how embarrassed he felt when he peed on the rug like he knew that he did something wrong and anybody who has a pet uh, that they love uh, will know that when when they they have these little quirks and they have these little personalities of course of their own and when they do things that are wrong nine times out of ten they know they've done it wrong and this guy this guy, this big, beautiful, husky German Shepherd mix. His name is Blue. He knew. He was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know. <laughs> the looks that he's giving us, I don't know what's going on. I, I couldn't help myself. He was so embarrassed. Yet, ever since we started taking his blood sugar and giving him this insulin, he has been right as rain. He's been his old self again. And so when I took that 167 or 68, I can't remember, dollars into account and really thought about it, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. And why is it worth it? That's, that's why what I really went into. And, and it's because of the feelings and the memories and the wonderful just nature of this dog and the feelings and memories that I have and that my family has with him. And so I'm not really paying $167 or $68 a month for my dog. I'm, I'm investing 160 some odd dollars for the feelings and the wonderful companionship and the good time that my family has with this dog every single month and every single day. And then I thought, well, how does this apply to what it is that I do in my life and my career and the goals and things that I'm trying to help my community achieve? And I thought about some of the ways where I have made a big investment of time or money or emotion in my career. And then it led me to thinking about all the people that have done the same for me. You know, I've, I've, I've been a a fan of plenty of people and, you know, I will never forget, for example, you want to talk about making, making an investment of time and money. You know, have you ever had that song or that artist that you just love and you can listen to repeat, listen to on repeat over and over again? 
I certainly have. I'll never forget, I drove uh, from, oh, good grief, where was I driving? Oh, Albuquerque to El Paso, Texas with a girl I was dating in college. And we listened to The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. And if you have not heard the album, uh, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, you need to hear it because all these many years later after it was released, it still holds up. And it's still a phenomenal album. Not only just great music, but great message and just... Just, I mean, Lauren Hill was was Me Tooing long before the Me Too movement, and so we listened to it over, over and over. We listened to it for the entire ride there and back, and then we went to see her in concert. And so, and why, why? Because of how good it felt, and because of the memories that we created with good it felt to listen and the memories that we created with uh, each other along the way while we were doing it so place that on the career that's me being a fan well what about the fans of some of the things that i've done some of the things that i've been a part of and if you can look at your own career and you know fans are fans i don't care if you're doing a, a church play or a church show or uh, uh, regional or local theater or whatever. A fan is a fan. An appreciative audience member is an appreciative audience member. And I will never forget the fans of my third show on Broadway, American Idiot, which was the Green Day musical. And we did it at the St. James on Broadway. And I got to come in for about the last uh, two, three months of that show and play a really wonderful character named William, or Will, rather. And these fans were ravenous. I mean, now look, Green Day is a huge, huge band. And Billy Joe Armstrong, the lead singer of Green Day, was in the show. And so, you know, he... All those, it was a great show. You had Billy Joe Armstrong. It's on Broadway. You have passionate fans. And man, I don't understand how these people afforded to come. Because there would be fans that would be coming two, three times a week. Now, and if you've ever, 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 ever been to Broadway and bought a ticket, you know that that's not cheap. I mean, it's especially not cheap now. And it was n- not that much cheaper then. I mean, it's only about six, maybe seven years ago. So I would just be like, well, how are they, how, how are they affording the ability to come? This is madness. Because they would come two and three times a week, every single week for the month. And it wasn't necessarily a TKTS situation where you're just getting cheapo tickets. I mean, this was, this was a thing. This was an investment. And I think, well, why? Why? And it brought me back to my dog. Well, why do I make an investment in in my dog? Why do I pay 160 some odd dollars a month for my dog? It's because of the feelings that I get. Because of the joy and the experience. Because my family, my own little personal community and I really adore this dog. And we have so much fun. and, and, And he's brought us so much joy as a as a whole unit, as a family. But the same thing applies to 
whether you're a fan of something or I'm a fan of something or people are fans of what you and I do. We are delivering, and I hesitate to use the word selling, but it's really true. But selling, selling has a negative connotation that I, I don't want you to trip over if you do. But we're, we're really just selling feelings. We're selling an experience. Now, when people come to and have paid tickets to come see us, then they've already bought our product. Really, they've already bought it. We just have to deliver the experience. But in an audition room, you, you do have to sell. They haven't bought yet. And the best way to sell instead of... Oh, maybe I'll use a different word here. Maybe instead of selling, it's creating. It's creating an experience. Part of the things that I teach, part of the things that I'm going to teach later on down the line in some training videos and some other things that I have coming up very soon, actually, are ways to create an experience and deliver feelings while you're doing it. Because that's what we are. You know, as as artists, warrior artists, as actors in the sense that I'm talking about here, especially music theater actors, we are the salesmen and women and people, I guess the salespeople of feelings and experiences. There's a better way that I can put that. And I'm 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 prepared any of this, so I'm gonna sit back and have a good think about how I can put that in a way that makes sense, but it's like we are any, it's like we're in a, a marketplace, like, you know, those, those sort of ancient bazaars, like Agrabah, you know, if you think about like uh, Aladdin and, and most of the, the, the places he was running through were these bazaars and these, uh, what do you call them? Flea markets, if nothing else, you know, where all these people are selling all these different things. You have a guy over here who's selling chickens. There's a lady over here who's selling rugs. There's another guy over here who's selling baskets, all that, you know? Well, the audition in the casting process is kind of like that. You know, the casting director is walking through this marketplace and we're all like, oh, I've got, I've got Shakespeare over here. Oh, I've got this modern musical over here. Oh, I've got this side. It's like, we're all, we're all rattling sides and, and singing songs at them, (laughs) you know? And whoever has the, the best pitch, you know, whoever can sell it the best gets the business. So the question then becomes, how do we, instead of going in there and trying to sell ourselves, which we do all the time, and I've done podcasts on this before, episodes back, when you said, I think it was a liar, I'm lying my pants off, right? When you walk in the room and they say, well, hi, how are you? And you go, I'm doing great. I'm doing really great. When you're not really doing really great and you just walk in the room, the first thing you do is lie. Well, that's that's a form of selling, but it's selling like the the typical used car salesman would sell. You know, oh, I got a great car here. It's fantastic. Look, you know what? You don't even need to drive it. I take my word for it. It's fantastic. You're gonna love it. Uh, let's sign up the paperwork here, okay? Come on, no, 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 it's good. No, 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 no. Walk away. Wait, 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 wait. Look, I'm gonna give you a deal. I'm gonna cut five hundred dollars. You know, you know how that is. When the car is a lemon, 
or it's not as advertised at the very least. But the best salesmen, A, have a great product and a great pitch, a great way to sell it, and then they just walk away and leave you alone. Or they answer all the questions and they just guide you through step by step in order until you buy. You know, think about it. When you go in a store, if someone's like, hey, how can I help you? Oh, yes, I'm, I'm uh, here to, I, I want to have a, I want a barbecue. I want to have a big barbecue for the 4th of July with my family. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, let me take you over here to our grills. And then after that, we're going to go and we're going to look at uh, hot dogs and burgers and buns. And, uh, you know, good salesmen. I don't know any stores that would sell the actual grill and the food. But, hey, you never know. But if you were going to have a 4th of July barbecue. Wouldn't it be nice to have a salesman just take you through the entire process, not pressure you, just say, you know, hey, this grill is really expensive, but guess what? It's totally not worth it. Go to this grill, a little less expensive, you get everything that you need. That kind of salesman that's on your side, that really is trying to help you get the best product, not trying to make the most money or begging for your business. Well, that's what it's like when we go in the audition room. And if we can learn to a, up our skill sets so that we have the best product. And then B, have a great pitch, have a great way of delivering our message and doing it in an authentic, truthful way. Then we are further, way further ahead than 99.9% of all the other people that walk into the room. So, my 160 some odd dollar a month dog really showed me that it's not that I'm spending money on this dog. It's not, it, I'm making an investment in the feelings and the good times and all the positive things that my family and I experience because of this dog. People make an investment in things that they love for the same reasons. You have done it. I have done it. People throughout time have done it for the things that they love, for the experience that they have, that they gain from it, from the friends that they get from it. It's awesome. And then... When we walk into a situation and the, the roles are reversed, how do we create an experience for the people who have come and who have paid or who are interested in buying our product? How can we do it in a truthful and powerful way? And how can we create an experience, not sell ourselves, Although that's what we're doing. But it's nicer to think of it as create an experience, a memorable experience. All right, that's all I got for you. I'm Justin Belguarini. You've been listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Anchor or any of the other services and you can leave a review, 
I would absolutely love that. If you're listening to it on Anchor, you can actually drop me a line and let me know if I'm doing a good job or not, (laughs) as well as uh, any other ideas that you have for shows. If there is a friend or someone else who is an artist or a performer that you think could benefit from hearing some of these things, please, please, please share it. Um, we're about 24 maybe episodes in and I'm, I'm, I know that there are people listening. Um, I see it and I haven't really told anybody about this. You who are listening right now are some of the first people to hear any of this, which is great. And I really appreciate you guys for, uh, just just listening consistently. It's really, really awesome. It makes me feel good. It makes me know that there is some interest in this. And I I purposely have not been talking about this or publishing it or putting it out because I'm still getting a feel for it myself and for the medium and, and for seeing how I can deliver the best experience for you. So please give me some feedback on that. Um, and leave some comments, leave some reviews. And, uh, I would really, really appreciate it. I'm not going to really pump this thing out to a whole bunch of people, probably until we're around episode 42, 41 or 42. So you are the first and I'm grateful for you. And if there's anything that I could do better or any show ideas that you have, please let me know. Again, you can do that via anchor, or you can do that at this point via Voxer, the Voxer app. You can just send me a voicemail and I'll send you a voicemail right back. I'm at Live to Perform on Voxer. Anchor, the Warrior Arts Artist Podcast. Um, you can drop me a line there. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough of my blathering. You've been listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. Have a great day.